The Red Cornish Ranger presents Nerds Through Comics. Star Trek The Next Generation Doctor Who Assimilation Squared. Chapter 7 The Doctor stood very still as Locutus of Borg stared back at him. Doctor? Quickly, quickly, Amy. They crept quietly past Locutus and other Borgs going about their duties. That was so very close, but surely they must have seen us. Mr. Wolf told me this would happen. As long as we don't keep them from their assigned duties, we should slip under their radar. They are so caught up in the internal Borg collective consciousness that we scarcely matter to them. On some level, I think they may know that we are here, but they consider us inconsequential and not worth their time. So that is Captain Picard. He was assimilated? Yes, the Borg assimilated him and renamed him Locutus. The Borg intended for him to facilitate the surrender of the Federation. When the Enterprise eventually destroyed this Borg cube, putting an end to this Borg invasion, Data will help Captain Picard free himself from the Collective. But the memory of what the Borg will force Picard to do here today will continue to torment him for the rest of his life. They moved on deeper into the cube past many Borg drones. Hold on, Pond. Stay still. Just a moment longer, then we'll be on our way. <coughs> Amy said as a Borg walked past. They seem so single-minded, almost peaceful. Watching them prepare for battle, like, gives me the creeps. That calm comes at a price of their free will. The Collective suppressed the individual identity of these drones. The process of assimilation limits their ability to have individual emotions. Everything revolves around the need of the hive mind. Do drones ever break free and escape the Borg Collective? Very seldom. Captain Picard is a rare exception and he had assistance. The Collective so effectively manipulates the decision-making and pleasure centers of the brain that those who have been assimilated do not want to leave they would rather fight or die first but that's slavery it's slavery all right slavery from the inside a most devastating form of bondage let me tell you a little something about the very nature of the soul just then the tricorder bleeped and the doctor looked at it Ah, but now may not be the time to discuss the philosophical complications. We're here to perform a task. And according to Mr. Data's handy little gadget here, the path is now clear for us to move forward. Come on, down this corridor. Hold up. This is it. They walked up to a massive computer console. Keep an eye out, Pons. Meddling with this particular panel may well be enough to make us a threat 
and I'd like to avoid that for a number of reasons. Nothing so far, Doctor. Good, good, sorry for the delay, but it's not exactly a piece of cake finding the Borg exclusive library in here, among the countless files needing to run this monstrosity, not to mention the security protocols. More of them, Doctor. Here they come. A group of Borg drones walked past the room they were in. Almost found it. Getting closer. I hope you find it soon, Doctor. Not liking this. I've got it. I'm copying the Borg's exclusive routines now. Finally. Whatever you do, don't let them know what you're doing. Now, Rory, you know how careful I am about this sort of thing? Yes, usually things do turn out well. Except for the time I was killed or transformed into a plastic Roman, I'm just saying that this is a good time for some extra caution. I hear you. I think we've done here. Are you two ready? They left and headed back to the TARDIS, passing Locutus watching the Battle of Wolf 359. Let's slip back through here, and we'll be out of here in no time. Doctor, look, the battle is underway now. How many lives did Commander Riker say were lost? Eleven thousand. The Doctor looked away from the battle. Nothing to be done. Time to depart. Everybody ready? Doctor? They got into the TARDIS and prepared to dematerialize, but before the Doctor pulled the lever, Amy cut him off. Thousands of people are dying out there. Why can't we do something? You have to let it go, Amy. The past is the past. You could do something if you wanted. This battle is a fixed point in time, Amy. It cannot be changed. Secondly, even if I could somehow intervene and prevent that battle, how could I possibly know what the possible outcomes of that intervention would be? Are you sure that things would come out better? We have our own catastrophe to prevent. I can't let anything get in the way of that. With luck, what we have here will restore the Borg and stop the plans of the Cybermen. With that, the Doctor pulled the lever and the TARDIS dematerialized. Did you hear that? Yeah, what was that? That was a tiger's roar, my dear Eric. And I believe that means that soon we will have a new episode of Tiger Tales on YouTube. If you like Power Rangers, Ben 10, Doctor Who, Pokemon, Walking Dead, Tiger Tales is a place for you on YouTube. Ty Tiger, my Parabatai, goes out and tells stories that he has written. They are amazing and they must be listened to, my friends. Trust me when I tell you, you will not be sorry. So, you want me to go listen to Tiger Tales on YouTube, right? That's correct, Eric. You and everybody else, go check out Tiger Tales on YouTube. Back to action! Back on the Enterprise, Captain Picard and Commander Riker watched the TARDIS disappear. Trust him? Do you trust him yet, Captain? Hmm. What choice do we have, number one? Seconds after the TARDIS disappeared, it reappeared. What the? 
Doctor Amy and Rory walked out of the TARDIS. The mission was a resounding success. I never thought I'd see the day when I could be happy that we could help out the Borg. Well done, Doctor. Let's check in with Commander LaForge's progress on getting us to the Cybermen fleet in time to put it to use. Down in engineering, Geordie LaForge was working with the Borg drone. Good news, Commander. The Doctor has acquired the Borg executive routines. We'll be able to restore the Borg collective. Captain, glad to hear it, but it may not be of any use. I'm afraid I have very bad news, sir. With the help of our Borg friend here, I've gotten every last bit of the efficiency out of the Enterprise's engines, well, past anything we've ever achieved before. We've done everything we can. But, in every simulation, it's just not enough. If they have too much of a lead and we can't catch up. Then we've lost. If we can't stop or slow down that ship, then there's no way to reactivate the Collective before the Cybermen arrive at the Borg homeworld. Jordy, do you have any other options? I'm sorry, Captain. We're up against the laws of physics. That Cybership is just too far ahead of us. I'm moving too quickly for the Enterprise to catch it in time. That's it then. The Cybermen will convert the entire Borg Collective to their cause. They'll essentially be unstoppable. Ah, I have another option, Captain. The TARDIS is fast, far faster than any of your ships. We won't break the laws of physics. Well, just bend them a little. We can take a small group of us into the TARDIS, catch the cyber ship, sabotage, well, find a way to, disable their engines so the Enterprise can catch them. Your little box against that ship, Doctor. I'm not sure I like these odds. My little box has been places you've never dreamed, Captain. We'll slip inside the cyber ship undetected. We were going to have to board their vessels one way or another. To restore the Borg from their stupor, we must have access to the cyber computers to copy the exclusive code back into the collective. Very well. We have no alternatives. Let's get started. As they left engineering, Amy pulled the doctor to one side and said, You wanted to do this all along, didn't you? You know me, Pond. Always best to be prepared. The Enterprise is a fine vessel, but if we're flying into the abyss, I know what ship I want beneath my feet. They headed to the turbo lift and Captain Picard pressed his comm badge. Mr. Worf, assemble a security team of meters in weapons room 3. I want full tactical gear prepared for our incursion to the Cyberman's vessel. On our way, Captain. Doctor, this course of action is exceedingly hazardous. I tend to agree, Captain Picard. Amy, Rory, I'm afraid I can't let you accompany us. What? What are you talking about? This is simply far too hazardous. It's one thing to find ourselves in harm's way, but I won't deliberately take you into danger. Forget it, mister. What are we supposed to do? Just twiddle our thumbs and wait for you to come back? This is what we do. It really is a little late for this sort of concern, Doctor. The Doctor gave Amy and Rory his most serious stare before smiling. Fair enough. Had to try. Sorry, Captain. They'll be coming along. As they came out of the turbo lift, Dr. Crusher stopped Commander Riker. Commander, you wanted to speak with me? Yes, Dr. Crusher. Hang back for a moment. The conduit is going with you on the strike team. What for? He is literally the conduit. We have to route the Borg executive protocols through him 
and into the Cybermen's ship to transmit them back to the Collective and get them out of the Cybermen's control. Doctor, about the conduit, Captain Bertrand, is there any way to recover him from this walking nightmare? After all, you were able to save the Captain. It's possible, but it depends as much on him as it does our efforts. Captain Picard was able to fight the Borg's programming, which was what enabled us to reach him. That might not be something everyone is capable of. The man was my friend, Beverly. He has to want to come back to us, Will. All we can do is try when this is all over. In the weapons room, Wolf was briefing the away team. Weapons have been modified according to our own records from our previous encounters with the Borg, as well as the data provided by the Conduit regarding the Cybermen's adoption of Borg Shield technology. They should provide us with the most effective and longest-lasting efficiency against the enemy. Thank you, Lieutenant. I'd like to renew my objection to your leading the strike personally, Captain. The potential for- The matter is settled. Number one. The decision to cooperate with the Borg was mine alone. I'll not have you or anyone else facing the responsibility for the ramifications of my decision. Mr. Wolf began instructing Amy and Rory on how to use a phaser. The operation of the Type 3 phaser rifle is simple but still requires care and focus just below the rear hand No, 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 absolutely no, no guns! Going into this mission unarmed is tantamount to suicide. Guns make you stupid. We'll get along just fine without them. Thank you very much. Moments later, they assembled in the holodeck. Follow at all speed, number one. But be prepared to return and marshal more Starfleet's forces, should you lose contact with us. Aye, sir. Right this way, if you please, gentlemen. The doctor opened the door with a snap of his fingers. What trickery is this? Most remarkable. Yes, yes, bigger on the inside. How can this be? Let's skip ahead. Shall we? Much to do. Am I to assume that the vessel somehow makes use of dimensional shifting so as to create an exponentially larger interior, most efficient doctor? Spot on, Commander Data. General pleasure to have someone on board who's so quick on the uptake. Hey! Now, let's be on our way. We have some to make up. Are you looking for a new holiday destination? Then look no further than Ranger Travels. Here at Ranger Travels, we will take you to the most exotic places on one continent. Take Angel Grove, for example. Want to ski? Then take a trip to our frozen wasteland. Fancy a desert walk? Then visit our Sahara area. And are you a budding volcanologist? Then check out our active volcano. It erupts quite regularly. Book your new adventure with Ranger Travels. Ranger Travels is not responsible for destruction of property while on your holiday. If there is a monster attack, Rangers will respond. T's and C's apply. Back to action! Many light years away, the Cyber Armada continued its advancement. Inside the lead vessel, the TARDIS materialized. This looks like the place. So you say, how is it we have not been detected? You'll be surprised how sneaky the old girl can be. Most of the time we're in and out of places before anyone knows we're here. 
This way. You heard the man. Let's move. Look out. Two Cybermen came around the corner and fired, bringing down the ceiling. Quick! We can take an alternative route. This way. The character Wolf, report. Everyone here is unharmed, Captain. And you? We're fine, Lieutenant. Find your way to engineering and find a way to slow this ship down. We'll head to the bridge as planned. Aye, sir. So much for the element of surprise, eh, Doctor? Not to worry, Captain. I've been in tougher spots than this. None spring to mind at the very moment, but I'm confident it's true. Ahead of them, doors began to close. Damn it, they're trying to cut us off. Mr. Data, is there another alternative route? That may not be necessary, Captain. Data ran at the door and forced it to stay open. Hurry, Captain. Captain Picard, the Doctor, and the Borg drone jumped through the door. Quickly, quickly! Data, how are we going to get you out of there? Not to worry, Captain. Three of you would stand clear. And with one big push, Data jumped free of the doors. Simply marvellous, Mr. Data. You are indeed a wonder, said the Doctor as he helped Data up. And most foolhardy, Commander. Not at all, Captain. I calculated the approximate weight of the door based on a visual estimation of its construction and concluded that I would be able to hold it for a time sufficient for us to pass through. Although I admit that the door's weight and force did exceed my estimation, still, I could have held it for another 3.7 seconds, easily. Is that boasting? Perhaps. Come, we can't waste a second. I don't see anyone. I don't like it. It feels like a trap. On another part of the ship, Amy, Rory, and Mr. Wolf advanced on engineering. Well, look, if this is the way to engines, there's nothing else for it then. Lasers shot out of nowhere, just missing Rory as Mr. Wolf pulled him back undercover. A group of Cybermen advanced on their position. Mr. Wolf carried Rory over to Amy. Watch him. Then, with a roar, charged at the Mr. and Miss Williams, come here. Take these. They're calibrated to match our rifles. But you heard the doctor. The doctor isn't here, and stupidity is an empty hand. I have no problem continuing to protect you, but would you rather not protect yourselves? We take the next door at my signal. At the same time, both teams reached the destinations to see thousands of Cybermen, all equipped with Borg technology. Glichyamerd. To be continued. Next week. The narrator and Wolf was played by Ben the Baker Ranger. The Doctor and the Cybermen, Mark the Red Cornish Ranger. Amy Pond, Dr. Crusher, Cosplay Wife 637. Rory Williams, Cosplay Dude 637. Captain Picard, V. Commander Riker, A Crown 39. Geordie LaForge, Ty Tiger. Lieutenant Commander Data, Ghost Galaxy Cosplay.